Welcome to the SBCA Podcast Component Connection. Looking at how businesses around the country are innovating to take advantage of opportunities in the construction supply chain. Now, here's your host, Sean Shields. Welcome, everyone. On today's podcast brought to you by the Structural Building Components Association, we are going to talk about debt-free expansion. Now, there are many constraints facing component manufacturers as they look to grow their operations these days, from capital investments and equipment to finding and training enough workers. Today, we're joined by Jimmy Broach, President and CEO of Atlantic Building Components in Monk's Corner, South Carolina, who has a solid approach to both of these challenges. Jimmy, welcome to the podcast. Sean, thanks. Great to be with you. I've known you for a long time and um, circle around to the podcast world. I guess I'm uh, really stepping up here. I'll try and uh, follow in the footsteps of all the other great podcasts you've put on. <laughs> yeah, you, you've made it. You finally arrived, Jimmy. Yeah, big time. So, Jimmy, you are the man with the plan. Let's start with the fact that you are always updating your 20-year plan. When did you start this approach and, and how does it work for you? Yeah, I mean, I, I think, um, you know, my background as, as an engineer, it kind of leads to more of a strategic thought process naturally. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, when I started with our family business here in 2001, I mean, it was kind of, uh, you know, right out of the gate, you know, I'm more of a, a goal driven and business plan strategic thinker. So it really started from the very beginning where I, I would kind of lay out, um, I, you know, some people call it a 20 year plan. I call it a dream. You know, mm -hmm. you kind of say, what's my dream? And, and that becomes your, so to speak, big picture, you know, 20, whatever you want to call it. Kind of, you always have to have this really high, high goal for yourself and then you know, motivate yourself to get there and then in, in turn your team. You know, this might be unfair, but you said you started in 2001, uh, thinking of a 20 year plan. You may have just gotten to the farthest you were dreaming back when you started. Are you anywhere close to where you were dreaming 20 years ago? You know, surprisingly, I'm past it, which is usually mm. not for me. I dream so big usually <laughs> that I don't. I don't know that I even thought um, thought we would we would be where we are today. But um, you know, I'm grateful, and we we've done a lot of good things. Well, you mentioned your employees. How do you get your employees invested in that plan? I mean, what benefits do you reap from them being bought into that plan, that dream, as you're going along? So, I mean, a lot of it for me, you know, like I said, I started in 2001 and, and I'm sure, you know, when you look back in time, it all, it all kind of um, uh, is in my head in circles. But, you know, I'm sure after a couple of years of getting my feet wet and, and kind of getting my traction, you know, I, I quickly, I, I can still even remember telling my dad, you know, we set out a goal like a million a month. I mean, you know, we were really small back then. You know, it was funny. We set that goal, or I set the goal for myself, and uh, I think my dad and partner kind of at that time started laughing at me. Like, you know, they they had already, you know, uh, gone through a lot to get us to where we were, which was really small. And and I think, um, you know, from that very beginning, I don't even know how I I I, I came out with it, but I really was just sharing it. When I shared it and talked about it with employees, you're surprisingly how much they get into that stuff. Like, they really just like seeing a vision, you know, really feeling that there's actually dreams here. I mean, people want to be involved with that kind of culture. Mm. Well, and that's sort of interesting. I mean, 
you make a good point that even though you were small, uh, your dad and his partners, they built a solid foundation for you to work off of, right? Absolutely. It was really just a process of having a series of systematic goals of like, you didn't say like, okay, this week we're doing X, but in two months right, I want to no. be doing a million. Yeah. No, you, no. you had to have all these iterative goals, right? So it's sort of like getting people to capture the vision, but then you're also working back down to like, okay, what are our iterative steps, right? Yeah. And that's, that's kind of naturally how I am. Like I said, I, I'm, a, I'm a really dreamer, 20-year um, plan guy. I mean, I had a, a 20-year plan and kind of how that growth would be steady and, and um, you know, not one of these just crazy, uh, you know, get too much debt and go out of business kind of a thing. You know, uh, we see a lot of that in our industries, um, you know, and, and so, yeah, I set out kind of this big goal and then I, and I kind of chopped it down to this smaller goal at the time. But in my head for years, kind of the markets that I wanted to, you know, reach next, um, the client base, how we kind of changed our client base in, in my first couple of years. Um, and then just really analyzing every year um, in a really strategic way. Um, I'll usually spend the first week of the year, really, I don't even leave my house. I'll sit outside. I get up at 3.34 in the morning and it's really just trying to to analyze what happened last year, restructuring some of those things from this year, analyzing some of the data that um, I, I analyze everything. I, I mean, You'd be surprised at things that I analyzed from a customer production flow, uh, debt, you know, everything, you know, kind of looking at. So, so that's, that's a really good point. So you have this big dream, but obviously that big dream is evolving as you achieve your iterative goals. You're just moving the goalposts farther and farther out, right? Like, oh, if we were able to achieve that, then, well, then we can just exactly. achieve this, this next thing. Exactly. So yeah, you kind of end up adjusting it as you see, wow, okay, I'm almost there, then I need to step it up. I need that goal needs to be bigger now. Hmm. It's that idea of never being satisfied. I like that. And yeah, if you see any of my LinkedIn posts and stuff, that's exactly, we say it all the time, <laughs> never satisfied, because I really am not. It's just my nature um, to keep dreaming. I think when you stop dreaming, you get bored. Mm. I mean, you know, I don't think we were created to not dream and, and work hard every day. The money you make in this world is just kind of a way of keeping score. The real joy is in, in, in everything else, you know, keeping that adrenaline and the employees you're able to bring on through that. And you know that you're a good employer. You know you treat your people right. So it should be a goal to grow. I mean, there's a lot of um, worse companies these, these um, people in our communities could work for. Yeah. So let's bring it up to sort of a, a more current day scenario. This plan that you had been constantly evolving sort of led you to do several expansions. They happened prior to COVID-19 sort of becoming widespread, oh, yeah. which in a way makes you look either omniscient or lucky. But really, in this case, it was neither. What did you see in your marketplace you know, as you were developing your plan that led you to start making these investments years ago? Well, I think as you're, as you're looking at your goals, then that naturally leads to a, a steady um, you know, kind of your business evolving steadily with with those additions, modifications, renovate, whatever you want to call it, you know. Um, so way back in 2001, when I started, we, we kind of started some, then I had some initial goals. And if you think back to 2001, I mean, not long after that, we hit the Great Recession, right? So, I mean, I'm just jumping in at the right time, right? And, um, you know, I was kind of running a lot of the day-to-day even back then. So uh, the recession definitely took us back a few steps. 
proud to say we never lost money during any of that. Not one month did we ever actually lose money. Now we might have broke even, which felt like a loss. But then, um, you know, as we came out of that, you know, we would start to do some additions. And and I've kind of always looked at at our additions and expansions into you know, yard spaces and things like that have to come first. You know, like you, you can't just start building more without the, the places to store them and ship them and all that. So I kind of work backwards a lot of times where I'm, I'm trying to make sure the infrastructure is ready from a, from a culture standpoint a year to two before, you know, am I getting my team ready to, you know, not satisfied with lots of working okay at this size? If you do that, you hit a wall with, your flow of information and, and uh, data throughout your company. So I'm kind of always watching that flow so that we can be ready. And then the yard and additions and stuff like that. Uh, you know, I'd say our first big addition after regrouping after recession was just taking our, our main plant here. So we had two plants that kind of get off track, but we did have two plants already when I started. Mm-hmm. And that's in Easley, South Carolina and our headquarters here in Munts Corner, South Carolina. But, uh, you know, we just started to put in a big, you know, 18,000 square foot lumber building. So, you know, we know if we're going to grow the production side, there's going to be more lumber coming in. So it's almost like you have to invest in those things before you can get to the building part, mm. if that makes any sense. Um, so, you know, we did a lot of additions and, and things like that in, in those first years. And then, you know, there came a time after I'd grown a lot of those that I kind of felt like... Um, I don't know. It was out of the blue. I, I kind of always feel like God kind of speaks to me sometimes in three thirty in the morning or something, and he kind of felt like it was time to expand outside to a new plant. You know, our, we hadn't had a new plant since nineteen ninety two. So when my dad did it, you know, we went out looking. We purchased and acquired a True Line Trust in um, Sparta, North Carolina, and uh, that was our first acquisition of a plant. And that was a big step. That kind of got us out. Like, okay, you know, we can do this thing. But even through that, you know, then I think, uh, you know, it was a rough couple of years after we bought that. And then in 2018, uh, you know, we did a huge addition to our main plant here and um, basically doubled the number of lines, put in a huge new building. And that was a, a big, big undertaking there. So that was 2018. And then 2019, I went to my Easley, South Carolina facility and we did a about a half million dollar site addition there through 20 and 21. We added about three more lines, you know, basically finding any, any part of any building that we didn't have a line in. And we just started putting lines in. And then, you know, the news as of, I guess, a month ago, it's out now that uh, we are close to uh, starting our fourth plant in Eastern North Carolina. So, you know, and, and what's funny about that is that will complete my initial 20 year goal of totally encompassing uh, or, you know, being able to ship to the extremes of, of the entire state of North Carolina, South Carolina, into Roanoke, Virginia, um, down into Georgia. So that last pocket kind of lets me have a full encompassing circle. That's excellent. And that's that's a very clear sort of um, explanation of your expansion and sort of how, how again, that's that was iterative. You know, I, I think- Steady along the way. Yeah. And I think one thing that's really amazing about that is that you pointed out to me before this that you did most of that expansion relatively debt free? Can you talk Absolutely. a little bit about how yeah. how did you accomplish that? So I mean, first of all, I can't you can't claim I can't claim all of that. I mean, my dad and and our partner and they founded this business. Um, you know, they mortgaged everything they had in 1989 to really start it, and and they've always just 
been debt free people. That's been that was their culture from even my home life. I mean, my dad we never had debt as a kid, so it kind of naturally was already ingrained in the way that we thought. I think what people miss is, I mean, you can't be the cheapest guy on the block and um, expect to do debt free expansions. Uh, that's <laughs> another thing. I mean, you you have to be able to. to charge a, a reasonable amount for your product through the years to be able to, and then invest back into the business to be prepared to do debt-free growth. But the other part of that is every time we did these different additions and, and expansions outside of the site work part, though, it was really, you know, we, we buy uh, from our lines, I think um, almost every line we have is used. Mm. Just all the lines I told you we, we added since, um, our new large building in 2018 have all been other people's lines that they decided they wanted to go way more automated and this and that. And um, I'm not against automation, but at some point, you know, I try to weigh it. So some basic lasers and things like that, you can still get out of these older lines. And so we've bought all of our lines with cash. And, you know, uh, I, I think really to do it debt free, though, you have to do it slowly and methodically. You know, everything I just said wasn't four things in one year. Mm -hmm. It was kind of a steady every year, steady growth so that you could keep it under control, keep the debt under control, you know, and be wise with how you're growing. So if, so you have time to slow it up or speed it up, depending on your feel about the economy. Well, what I also like that you said about that, Jimmy, is is again, it's it's slow, methodical. It's part of your plan that you're you're constantly evaluating. Okay, what's the next thing? And as you pointed out, you're taking your your profits and you're reinvesting them in here. Yeah. So, I mean, you could go buy houses all over the United States, or you could buy more trust plants, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're we've lived, uh, you know, a fairly moderate. I mean. I, I can't complain with our lifestyles, but we have, you know, just the culture. The culture is when you go through a recession, like, like we all went through and, and, uh, we were debt free at the time. And I can still remember that when I started your question and I said, uh, I can't take all the credit. And that's because at that point I was, I was pretty young. The recession, I was in my twenties. I was, I was basically running a good portion of the company and I really had that not happened. I don't know that I would have realized how important it was to be debt free. Hmm. I mean, in those times, if you were highly leveraged, it was very difficult to stay afloat. Yeah, uh, I, mean, I have tons of friends that own trust companies in those days, and and they, you know, they. It's not that they ran bad companies; it's just that times were tough, and you know, being debt free really allowed us to survive. And and uh, and and so I learned that since my dad and um, Bert, our partner, were still here, so it was a great. It was bad and good at the same time. I think. I think I think it really allowed me to see how important it is. Well, Jimmy, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Oh, no problem. I, I enjoyed it. Um, always enjoy everything the SBCA does. Um, you know, and that was also part of my growth plan way back. I got involved, I think, from the first year I joined mm -hmm. um, in our family business, and and the friends and the um, the partnerships and, and everything that I get out of the SBCA is um it's really helped me to get where I am. Well, if you've enjoyed what you've heard, please give this podcast a favorable rating and share it with others. Also, consider subscribing to SPCA's Component Connection podcast on whatever platform you use most. That way, you'll immediately know when we publish our next podcast. Speaking of our next podcast, Jimmy and I will explore his experience bringing that brand new trust plant online and getting another generation involved in the family business. 
This has been a Component Connection podcast brought to you by SBCA. If there's a topic you'd like us to cover in a future episode, send it to podcast at sbcacomponents.com. Thank you.